don't know how to hear the music. Yep. <laughs> And welcome to an episode of More Than Dice, and we are doing another RPG. You heard some of our people talking while the music was playing. John, welcome to uh, the the podcast type stuff. Um, just people who don't know, they uh, there was some the audio recording. Um, has an issue where they can't hear it, but I can hear them, and it records them while they're doing the music. So you get a little bonus behind-the-scenes stuff there. Um, so all of all know that we've been doing some RPGs, and I decided I would run something with some very old friends of mine and some new friends of mine, um, uh, reliving some of our old days. And we're going to be doing um, pretty much the Ruins of Undermountain. We're going to be starting off with um, the Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and go through that, and then go to uh, the actual Dungeon of the Mad Mage uh, then. But we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, uh, when I, I call on people, they'll, they'll do an introduction of who they are, maybe give a little background. Uh, but we're going to be starting off with one character in this dungeon as the primary, and then we're going to be going into what's called a character tree. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Uh, but let me introduce all of the people that are here. Um, y'all may recognize, uh, Mizzy's voice from, she's been on the podcast before and she does, uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Uh, Mizzy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a socially awkward geek that wants to play D&D more. <laughs> um, I also do graphic design work. Um, I've done some things for Warfare Weekend and the More Than Dice podcast and just cool stuff in general. Okay. Uh, you may recognize this sultry, deep voice that you hear coming in, uh, because he actually puts his uh, he puts his podcast under ours, and we stream it and uh, put it out there. Uh, this is Damon from uh, the Minority Report. Damon, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? This is Damon. You like that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> you got to speak up a little bit more. You're a little bit quiet. You may have yeah, to. Yeah, this is Damon from the Minority Report. <clears throat> Cheers, eat your heart out from hanging out with Gonzo. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a war machine horde guy. Um, I'm a, I've, I've been role playing for longer than I've been alive. I'll make you do the math on that. It's not my, not my responsibility. Uh, that's it. All right. Um, this is the first time I've actually started role playing with this individual. Uh, been friends with him on Facebook for a while, and uh, he actually called me Eric one time, and uh, I threatened to send an assassin to his house. Uh, for a bit, it doesn't know. Uh, Mike, tell us about that stuff and what you uh, what you want to add to the mix. Yeah, yeah what's how's it going, guys? Uh, my name is Michael. Uh, you may recognize my voice from the Radio Free Estevan podcast or the Radio Free Fairground podcast. Uh, we were real big into Horace Heresy at one point, so we took a big break. Uh, as far as what I do for a living, I'm like a glorified oil field IT guy. <laughs> I go take like really old stuff and make it really smart so that people don't have to go look at it. So and that's, that's my job. So I'm, uh, I've got some background in D&D. I'm hosting a uh, Descent on, to Avernus campaign right now for a bunch of friends of mine. And I'm also playing in another Descent in Avernus campaign. And so uh, for that one's kind of like a bi-monthly thing. So I'm looking forward to getting into another one that's uh, a little bit more uh, frequent. So <laughs> looking for a, a, a more recent campaign. 
Um, the last two people I'm going to introduce, um, I knew them back when I was in the military, back in the early 90s, and we role played a lot because a lot of us had a lot of time off uh, with our jobs that we had in the military. Um, and we had many, many, many nights of role playing, and um, we've recently reconnected pretty well. Uh, of course, through Facebook and just, you know, talking and everything. And we did an Under Mountain campaign before, and it got pretty wild and pretty crazy. And so we're trying to, well, I would say we're trying to relive that, but just catch that spark one more time. I um, need you to uh, my friend John. John, tell, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, uh, John Riando. Um, basically, like Gonzo said, you know, we played back in the 90s and basically that's pretty much almost the last time I actually played a full campaign. <laughs> so I'm kind of a noob to the 5e and uh, we'll see how that goes. As for uh, what I do, I take care of my mom currently. But other than that, that's it. And uh, the last person, you may have heard them on a little bit because we did release some Midgard stuff, uh, which didn't go off because, of course, the pandemic. And that was all on me because uh, pandemic sucks. And uh, we were all just trying to make it through. <laughs> So, um, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Chris Miller. I met Gonzo John and several other people back in North Dakota where they were in the military and I had not joined yet. I have since retired from the military. Uh, I ran an undermountain campaign. Then Gonzo wanted to try to me. So we let him and then we kicked <laughs> him out of the house. He was being an ass. And no. he came back and we continued to be friends and he got really good at DMing. <laughs> not gonzo what yeah so gonzo has always been gonzo okay well yeah yeah awesome. he, he was like this is my first time dming if i do something you think i was wrong let me know and john and i try to subtly sometimes not subtly tell him and he's like shut up i don't <laughs> it was like out of my house yeah that's pretty much <laughs> yeah that was make sure you know you point out problems we do why are you pointing out problems? We're like, what the heck? <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a long they time also, ago. They also told everybody else that was in the military that I was actually a special agent there to spy on them. <laughs> uh, when I went to the dorms, people were always watching me because I had long hair. I wasn't in the military. They thought <laughs> a bunch of jerks. Um. So, uh, this campaign is going to be working a little bit different than normal. We've already, I've already talked with a little bit about these guys, but we want to talk to y'all about what's going to be happening. Um, these people are actually going to create five characters. Um, and, but they're going to choose one of their characters as their primary, as I'm pointing at my thumb for the people that are listening. And that's going to be their primary character. The primary character is going to run and do the Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign. At the end of it, they're going to bring in four other characters to the party. Um, and those four other characters, they can bring them anytime they want. They can bring them in slowly, you know, all four at once, you know, so on and so forth. So how they do it is up to them. It's not a big deal. But what's going to happen is going to be a character tree. Uh, supposedly at the end of the Dragon Heist campaign, everybody should be around level five or six. Now, in a character tree system, the other four characters level off-screen while the main character is played. But you have to distribute the levels evenly among the other four characters. So, character primary character gains up to fifth level. Everybody else gains a level, and then there's actually one level left over. So, they would you would have three at two and one at three. 
because uh, every time you gain a level, you gain one of the others gain a level. And they have to be, you can't put all your levels into one character. They have to be put into a branch and kind of spread evenly. Um, if a character dies, um, be a primary or a secondary, they can just make another one and do it. Um, the reason why we're going to be doing this is not only because we're going to be doing the campaign. Um, we're As soon as we're done, we're going to be jumping into Undermountain and we're going to be doing an entire campaign is going to be... I would say situated around Undermountain and Waterdeep. And uh, people may know, water under Undermountain is pretty freaking deadly, and you could walk and do some pretty nasty shit quite quickly. Biggest mass grave in the, in the Forgotten Realms. Yes. And so this is where we can have it where people can level up. People don't have to remake a character or make a different character. And it also allows for party diversity, because there's going to be five players in this. Um, and so if they're like, Hey, I really want to take my paladin out. I'm really like playing him. Someone goes, okay, well I can take my rogue out because your rogues jumping out and we can kind of, you know, jump everybody in. Um, so that's pretty much what we're going to be going with. Um, so they've been working on their characters and right now I know some people have got an idea of what their primary is going to be, but not their secondaries. So let me go. So we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this and find out what people want to play as their primary and see if we can get a, like a rounded semi-rounded party where you know they're just not going to die because if we have an all party of wild mages we're just going to scrap it and go over again because something's going to happen and they're all going to die quickly because somebody's going to make a fireball out of nothing <laughs> so uh mizzy what are you thinking about as your primary character so i'm going back and forth in between a kenku rogue and a tiefling druid Ooh. okay any, any one that you're kind of leaning for, leaning towards more than anything? Probably the Kenku. Okay. And you're going to make it a rogue, not a rouge, correct? Yes. <laughs> Damon, what are you thinking about playing? I'm going to make it a whore. Okay, you can make it a as what? a whore. <laughs> hey, I, I have to change my character. I, I'm, I'm poor. I need to have money for Macy's character. <laughs> so... I am playing. I am ninety nine point nine percent sure I am going to play Creed Broken Shield, which is a dwarf palette. Okay, that'd be cool. I... Well, that'd be nice. Uh, so we got so far a rogue and a, and a paladin that people are thinking about playing. Michael, what do you think about playing? Or Mike, what do you think about playing as your primary? Uh, so I've been thinking about this for a while, actually. Uh, I, I'm very much set on playing a wizard. Uh, named Landry LeBeau. Uh, okay. He's a southern gentleman. Um, he comes from a background where he's, you know, worked in a lumber mill and all that jazz, and he's kind of noticed, you know, at a young age, I guess I can... You want me to fill in some backstory? You or give me the backstory? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, yeah, let me I get the character we here. Like, yeah, we're going to sell some backstory. Words, <laughs> oh, <let> me... <laughs> what? Uh, I've got a doubt, man. I've been thinking about this character for a minute. <laughs> pull my, out my sheets. No, <laughs> so, so yeah. So you got Landry LeBeau in the. Uh, when I was a boy on the on on our estate, we used to have a beautiful oak tree, and one day that oak tree got up, and it started walking on its own. Now, one thing about this oak tree, I always recognize and realize is this oak tree, uh, its leaves never changed. And forever, from, from being a boy up until my teens, I was always told that that meant it was a sign of an ant. 
And so I know that that tree was an ant because one day it just up and left. Uh, but that didn't stop my daddy from cutting lumber and making the finest furniture that I've ever seen. And I've always noticed that why can we take someone with such beautiful life and once its soul's been taken, we can still use it for furniture and still finds use even past death. And I just, uh, I <laughs> I'm just kind of, kind of at a, an odd place in my life right now where I see such beautiful things that a, although their soul is left, their bodies still are very useful and, and very much available. Yeah. Well, that's the quandary I find myself at right now. It might be an unconscious quandary, but it might be scandalous to some people, but to me, it's, uh, it's something, some demons I've got to get rid of myself. So this character, is this character going to be a, what race? going to be a human variant wizard. Human variant wizard, okay. Honestly. And, uh, and if it helps y'all out, the, the feat that I took for my human variant, uh, he's also an inspiring leader. So, yeah. extremely charismatic as well. So Nice. That'll help out. That, that accent will help me down in the bayou. I was hoping so. I was hoping so. <laughs> John, what do you think about playing as your primary character? Um, uh, Like I said before, I'll probably do a filler, depending on what we need. But I have... Uh, with Chris potentially siblings, we're both going to be a uh, verdant little goblinoid kind of folks. Um, mine's going to be a uh, warlock X-Blade, potentially. Okay. That's the ones that I would, obviously, if Chris is playing the same one, I'll, I'll do that with him. Otherwise, I have a clerk on standby, so I can do that as well. Okay. And I think most of my other characters are pretty much done. I have a druid potential. I have a, um, let's see here, I had a druid, a rogue. You know, just the background, everything except for melee, because I think most of the folks already had, with the exception of the Hexblade, melees. Okay. All right. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking about playing as your primary? Well, I really, really, really wanted to play the Wild Sorcerer. But it sounds like we have a lot of spellcasters going, so I think John and I will work it out. If he wants to play the Cleric, maybe I'll play the Wild Sorcerer and make a different character class for his brother. Um but, yeah, I wanted to play the Wild Sorcerer just because I haven't got to play a Wild Mage since the 90s. <laughs> and I like causing chaos. <laughs> yes, he does. And well, we technically have a Paladin, so, I mean, it's not like we're totally not having That's heals. true. And yeah, Busy so... hasn't decided she might take a Druid or the Rogue, so. Why don't y'all, y'all talk about that? Because, I mean... You, you you definitely want like I said, nobody has to play anything particular, but you do want right. to kind of you know think about you know a party dynamic balance. Yeah, a balance. You're not going to need like constant healing, but you should have something that can help uh, because everybody is starting out at first level. I don't know. I don't think I said that. Uh, all characters are starting out at first level, so and we'll be working from first to fifth uh, through this campaign. So you want to have something that's a little bit diverse, but it doesn't have to be, you know, the perfect party. Uh, a little bit of healing is good. A lot of healing is great. No healing. Uh, well, you got to play smarter. <laughs> Much smarter. <laughs> a lot of rest time. Okay, what yeah. do we do? Fight, rest. Uh, eight, uh, eight months. We're uh, yeah, we're gonna be resting for eight months. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, if you look at the party with what people are potentially looking at right now, if I don't take the cleric and actually take the hexblade, um, you're going to be healing yourself as a paladin. So, I mean, 
You got yourself covered, and everyone else will be in the background. <laughs> yeah, very true. So, I mean, we are going to be using D&D Beyond, so once we get all our characters, I will link those characters up in um, a page so people can see the, the main characters and, you know, at least get that going. Um, but, so... A paladin is a great addition. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. I think a paladin is one of the greatest classes in the entire game. They can cover a lot of aspects. They can hit pretty hard. They can, you know, they can do a, a slight heal back up. Or, you know, the goody goody. This campaign, by the way, is going to be semi good. Uh, there is no um, requirements that everybody has to be a good or neutral alignment. Um, the only thing I don't want uh, in this campaign is a chaotic evil type. Or, you know, of that nature. Because we don't want to spoil anybody's good time. And if someone actually truly plays chaotic evil, they'll be like, I'm just going to walk through the hallway and stab John in the face. Why? I'm chaotic. You know, and it's... It... level six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. She even called you out on that. For me, no, John has... Uh, whenever we played... John never carried a character past level six. They always died because either someone screwed him or he got screwed or, you know, just whatever. So he's never made a character past level cursed six. Cursed items. Yeah, cursed items, you name it. So Mizzy well, really... The only time I actually passed six is when we made characters above that just because we wanted to play, you know, something bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so Even with off. the same party members, like having multiple parties like we're doing right now, like every one of them that got to level six it was just pretty much we had a banquet at one point and everybody else for some reason dressed up in armor and we got attacked my characters got slaughtered <laughs> ah, yeah. thanks <laughs> for what it's worth i'm fully expecting you to be the first one to die so you're fine <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll just die as soon as we get to the second adventure yeah as soon as we get to the water to, to the undermountain Okay, so we have a paladin is actually a really good solid character. Um, a rogue is actually going to be really good too, uh, which is going to be an interesting thing because you're. This is an urban campaign. Uh, not saying people can't you know bring like a druid in or you know things that would be wild, but a lot of this is going to take place in a city. Um, so having a you know a roguish type will be really good too. Um, of course, having a spellcaster is always going to be good too. I, I like the concept of your southern gentleman um, type of mage, uh, which is going to be good. Uh, and a charismatic one at that would be really good because they can be, you know, the talker. Because, I mean, the standard stereotype is let the paladin do it. Um, so it would be interesting to see, you know, the mage is the party leader. And they're like, and then the mage is like, um, I spoke too soon and my mouth is writing, you know, check my ass, can't catch. Uh, I'm going to dish it to my paladin friend. But, I mean, that's, you know, a, a good concept. Uh, so, Chris and John, you having another wild mage isn't going to be, or having another mage and a wild mage is not an issue. And John having, I mean, what, what, what is your, give us the concept so my of what's your, your hex mage. What is that? So, my hex blade, basically, warlock, is basically a small little goblinoid like I said, subverting. Um, his primary weapon is going to be a hand crossbow. Mm -hmm. And since he's a warlock, my primary form of attack is going to be Eldritch Bolt, obviously. Okay. Um, but I'm going to make it so because it needs a verbal and somatic, basically, me pulling the trigger of the crossbow so it doesn't even have to be loaded. That's how I fire my Eldritch okay. Bolt. So he's basically a, a ranged combatant. 
And basically, because he's a hex player, I can actually pull out melee if I actually need to. Okay. So, and basically to cover my brother too, as, as needed, considering I don't turn purple or have elephant feet and stuff like that from his wild surges. <laughs> By the way, the wild, the wild sorcerer, so you know, it's charisma based. So somebody better take lead, or I'll have the highest charisma, and I'll be some crazy ass goblin <laughs> talking to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Kill the goblin in the street. <laughs> and, and for anybody that doesn't know, if you've never been to Waterdeep, you've never read anything about Waterdeep, Waterdeep has everything and everybody. There is not any type of race that's not, unless it's like specific to a certain, you know, world or whatever. It is usually everything. Um, and you name it, it is there. Um, I think there, I mean, you could have people come from different realms, so pretty much anything's allowed, uh, within reason, uh, but like I said, we told, I was telling them, make sure that you know you're going to be going to dungeons, you're going to be in the city, and nothing super evil, um, so there could be, you know, the potential for, like, they want to play goblins, that's fine, there's no reason why they can't, um, because in Waterdeep, there's everything and everybody. Um, this campaign is also going to be concentrating also on the factions of Waterdeep. Um, if people haven't read it yet, uh, you need to read the section in the book uh, about Waterdeep and so you can figure out what it's like, because uh, Waterdeep is like no other city. Uh, it is pretty crazy and pretty wild. Um, so what it sounds like now, unless anybody wants to change, we have a rogue paladin Sorcerer or mage, Mike? Did you say which one it was? Wizard. A wizard. Okay, he's a wizard. 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 Wild mage and a... Warlock. Warlock. So... Yeah, and 5th edition doesn't support wild wizards, so you have to be a wild sorcerer, unless I were to do a homebrew. Yeah, just make it easy. You don't have to get too wild with it. Yeah, hopefully. No, sorcerer's fine. <laughs> so, like, three spellcasters... Uh, but, John, your character can do melee also. You're not just strictly... Yes. Um, That's the reason I picked the Hexblade. Yeah. And such. So, what do y'all think about that? Y'all want to do... You want to get... You want to go with that party? Or you think you might want to change? Mizzy, what do you think? I'm going to walk around I'm the room. i with whatever everybody else is. I figured that much. A bunch of Canadian-type people. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, Mizzy, if you do decide to go the horror route, uh, look in Shares. Shares is a your god. Just okay. it's a Forgotten Realms god, and she's pretty uh, horish. Yes. You'll send me a message <laughs> later because I will forget. <laughs> uh, Damon, what do you think? You still want to? You still want to go with the 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 paladin, the Dwarven paladin? Uh, I was just looking at his character sheet though. Like his charisma is terrible. Um, so I, 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 I might move some some numbers around. Like the rolls not You like, might want to work on that. Yeah, it's, it, I'm t it's, I was looking. I'm like, damn, I can get my shrimp to eight and get a thirteen charisma. Ooh. Don't but, worry, I'll take care of everything. I'll talk to everybody. We'll be good. Most definitely doing a thirteen charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I can lift weights in the morning. I, I <laughs> but yeah, I, if if. It sounds like, um, honestly, it sounds like I'm the only one who who who's pretty solid. Everyone else needs to decide what they're doing. Okay. All right, uh, Michael, still going to do the Southern Gentleman uh, Mage? 
Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, worst comes to worst, uh, I did make up his brothers, and they're pretty tanky. Uh, so I guess if, if we have to swap them out or we start realizing as a party we're a little bit too uh, uh, too squishy, uh, I do have his brothers, Eddard and Abraham Boudreaux, and <laughs> one's a fighter, one's a monk, one's a drunk monk, <laughs> one's a pretty thick fighter, so... Okay. Uh, but I, 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 I'm playing a, uh, I'm playing a, a, a war domain cleric in my other campaign. A great weapon master with big old hammer. I based him off of the, uh, the Warhammer Empire, like Priest mm-hmm. of Sigmar kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just trying to get away from the melee stuff right now. <laughs> but I feel it, like. <laughs> I mean, we we've got you know the. Let's go. I'll come back. We'll come back in this, uh, John. So you're still feeling like doing the the with party composition. You still want to do the hex bolt, uh, the hex. Yeah, I'll still do the hex uh, hex blade. But I guess some of the other questions I had was like um, like skills, mm-hmm. like you know medicine. Um, how much impact does that have on the game? Like what kind of what it kind does. of ground rules do you have for those? Yeah, as well as we're like just the doing familiars. We're doing straight, just straight from the book. Uh, nothing, you know, too crazy. I mean, besides people wanting to make some interesting changes to their characters, which is fine. But I mean, basically, what's in, what's in the the player's handbook? Um, skills are important. Um, one thing, since John has not been in fifth edition, um, I think this is actually one of the best editions they've ever done in D anD. d It's just not roll a d twenty and you're done. Uh, the more you level, the bigger you get to do things. Uh, my fifth level monk, he's that I play in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. He attacks, then he gets to do more attacks, but he also can cast fire. I mean, burning hands, gust of wind. Uh, skills are really important. This, The 5th edition really pumped up the game, and I'm really impressed with it a lot bigger. Because, I mean, back when we originally played, you know, we played back in Thacko, and, you know, it was like all we did, roll a d20. Did you hit? Nope. Okay, go to the next person you know, type thing. It was very, very linear, but now it's actually broadened out and you can do a lot more, which I think is really, really good. Uh, it helps it compete not with only other role-playing games, but also brings more to the system. So, all that's going to be important. I mean, also, but like resting, uh, it is easier to heal up now, um, both long rest and short rest because you have abilities that kick off on whether that's a short or a long rest. So, I mean, that's it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, you're gonna see. You're, you're gonna be amazed at how flexible the game system is now. Okay. So. Yeah, because that's one of the questions I had. Because um, looking at like medicine or something, I was wondering like how much it affects like short rest or long rest. How much the person can heal um, the other person, as well as uh, familiars. Mostly on the familiars, because eventually I'm gonna pick probably the uh, my pack is gonna be the with chain, so I can pick a familiar. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering how that can impact stuff because um, I wanted a second, so. Basically, I'm a warlock. Because of that, I could potentially have a sprite or a pseudo dragon or a closet or an imp. So basically, I have another buddy that can fight with me. So if we're, if we're oh, going in and we look up, whoop, I have to actually. So if you look at medicine and mm-hmm. you can just find just a basic skill, um, and it lets you. Uh, diagnose dying companions or diagnose an illness. So, or stabilize a dying companion. You're like, I can diagnose him. Yeah, he's dying, dumbass. 
Um, but you can actually check to see if it's going to, you know, whatever it is in case you need it. And also stabilizing if someone gets sick or hurt. Um, because one of the things about the, about, um, excuse me, the healing uh, in the game, whenever you uh, look at your character sheet, uh, if you've had a chance to look at a character sheet, um, and you do a short and long rest, it'll tell you how much you heal by or what you get back uh, whenever you do it. And a, you know, a long rest is, you know, a certain amount of time. Um, but a short rest, you get a certain amount of things. It just all depends. Um, like a long rest, I think is, is what, uh, you sleep for at least six hours. Um, yeah, well, yeah. it's a couple of things. Uh, yeah. It is eight hours, but six hours of inactivity or non-stressful work. Yeah. Because, like, elves okay. technically don't sleep for the most part. They just kind of just hang out. Rubbly. Yeah, they, they gain the benefit of in four hours that a human gains in eight hours. Yeah. So, I mean, the the long rest and short. And you actually heal a decent amount during that time, too, depending on, you know, what's going on. So, the only time that, like, the healing might be an issue is whenever, you know, in the middle of combat. That would be where the, the kicker would come in. But you could get potions and you, Damon. I'm not sure when do paladins get any type of healing ability. Uh, I'm looking at my character sheet now. It says lay on hands rule. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I have that starting off. Yeah. Le- level three is when you can start like really dishing out some healing, right? Yeah, because when you start getting up spells and everything, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you so chose, I don't. I don't. It's. I think fifth edition you can get pretty far without a healer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, so about the only thing about the healing now is during combat. Yeah. You just have to be kind of, but you got to play smarter now, type thing. So, uh, Chris, what are you thinking? You still want to go with your good sorcerer? Oh yeah, as long as it's not uh, Glinda. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that <sounded> convincing. <laughs> sure. Uh, he's got a higher wisdom than she did. Not so we're above much, three, but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the lowest stat I have. But yeah. sure, it's fine. High charisma, low wisdom. Just what you need in a party. I'm ready to set up us a bunch of contracts, get us all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, just so you know, all these characters are actually going to know each other and have actually been in Waterdeep for a bit. Um, you actually, uh, just to give you a bit background before you get started um, and before everything, all five of y'all know each other already. You've yeah. actually kind of hung out and did a few things. Uh, no big adventuring, but, you know, you're, you're looking to get that spark and do stuff. Um, so you constantly go to the Yawning Portal, which is where the entrance into the Undermountain is at. Um, and that's kind of like your hangout. That's like the adventurer's hangout anyway. Uh, you'll know this when when you start reading the um, the water deep stuff and everything. You'll get some of the, a feel for this this world because it's not uncommon to see weird things walking around water deep. Um, but you all know each other. You kind of hung out. You drink beers, or you know. So we don't have to get that instant. You know, how do we get the party together? You've already done it, so you know what everybody's capability is, and you know what they can do. Within reason, unless you want to hide something, you know, for storytelling stuff. Um, so you know that, like, okay, you know, 
sometimes Chris's character can screw us if things go wrong. Um, yeah. He, what do you mean sometimes? Slander. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> uh, and you know, Mizzy, Mizzy's character, you know, will, you know, sometimes find a purse full of money just randomly on the street, you know, somewhere. Um, it happens. Yeah, and you could play it up, you know, as a paladin. You don't like the stealing, so you constantly try to tell Mizzy the, Mizzy's character, you're like, hey, you need to start doing good. Give the money to the poor at least. And she's like, no, so I'm a whore. I need the money, you know? <laughs> well, technically, if you're a whore, don't you have an occupation? Stop stealing. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? So, I mean, so this this way we don't have to worry about trying to get, you know, airway together. Because the first scene that we're going to be playing is inside the Yawning Portal. So, we'll be jumping straight into it. Um, once you get your other four characters made, uh, just go ahead and add them into the campaign uh, and get going stuff. I would like it if you're the name of your character, uh, once you figure it out, write, like, put a P or put primary on it. That way, people can understand that way. If they, when they look at it, they know the primary. And uh, on your character sheet, put a bracket around it, uh, your like your name on it. You know, like I would be, you know, Tomlin, Ember Oak, Primary, Gonzo. That way, when if people want to look at this, they can see, oh, that's, those are Damon's, you know, characters. You know, or those are Mizzy's characters, John's, Mike's, and so on and so forth. Just something to designate that it's yours. It also helps me figure it out, too, because... All I, I it's it's easier to see that on the name sheet. Um. So anybody got any questions about how we're gonna do this? Chris shaking his head no. Mike's no. Damon's like hell no. Mizzy's like let me go drink some rum. John, any more questions? I'll probably ask you offline because <laughs> there'll probably be a lot of questions. You gotta remember, I haven't played for like you know. Two decades. Don't worry, man. It, it's not I've a been big playing deal. for three months. Yeah. Missy just goes, I roll these dice. Uh, we I will not dice. be doing um, dice rolls uh, so everybody can see it. Everybody's going to be in charge of their own dice rolls. Um, we have a very strict policy that if you got to cheat, why are you playing? And we all are. We're all friends. It's not worth it. Um, and it's not a big deal. And some of the best and things we already happen. have backup characters. Yeah. And you have backup characters. So <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Oh, Chris, the cup's half full. <laughs> so, uh, okay, now, uh, now is the time for everybody to make wagers on whose character's going to die first. Oh, okay, okay, let's do that. John. It's no, John. no, wait, John will die till six. John will die till six, so I don't think it's going to be him. All will die at six. Before then, I don't know. Okay, all right. All right, so we have, uh, so if we're going to go with this, rogue, paladin, sorcerer, wizard, and, and what is, and warlock. All right. Warlock, yeah. All right. So raise your hand. Do you think the paladin's going to die first? Zero hands. Oh, wait, John. I, oh, we got two for the paladin. <laughs> he, he's in front. He is in front. He will <laughs> What so if he pushes you in front? <laughs> I'm only two foot, ten inches tall. He can try to push me, but he's leaning down. <laughs> Maybe he just punch you in front. <laughs> So instead of having a fastball special, it's a punt special. Uh, oh, that's awesome. We're so you. doing that. No, no. All right. Uh, so we got two votes for the Paladin. Uh, who thinks the rogue's going to go down first? Mizzy? So we got one. Her own characters <laughs> think they're going to die first. 
Why right. Damon picked himself, you didn't say anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but John also picked it too, so it's like okay. Sorry. I expect the worst. I hope for the best, and I'll end somewhere in the middle. Maybe I'll die. Maybe I won't. All right. Um, Southern gentleman. Uh, spellcaster. Oh, Ledger wizard. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's he's pretty squishy, man. There's <laughs> he's vote for themselves. <laughs> he's pretty squishy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vote for him, too, because we'll probably be standing next to each other, and I'll probably blow him up. <laughs> Not on purpose, but I can't promise anything. <laughs> so, Chris, you think you're going to you think you're going to go down first with somebody? No. He'll take out somebody. No, I think I'll survive <laughs> but... and have grief. <laughs> There's Chris with that cup hat. I'll need wool. to talk to the paladin about grief counseling. <laughs> So, John? I'm not talking to the paladin because, you know, he's going to be punting me. (laughs) (laughs) You better be good at it because I can shoot pretty far, you know, 120 feet. He'll punch you up into the roofs or, you know, in the banisters. (laughs) Here, get up there and shoot people. (laughs) So, so, so far, the the biggest bet is the paladin dying first. Um, So, we're going to see. If it does, oh, well, we have backup characters, as Chris says. So, well, guys, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you. I know this isn't going to be a big session. It's our kind of our session zero, but uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to hold on to our episodes for a bit, by the way. Uh, and we'll build up like five episodes before we start releasing them online. Um, we're not going to be playing all, you know, every week or every time, but we're going to try to get enough episodes in uh, so we can have a good schedule going. Um, but we may play, you know, every week. It's just, it's, it's going to be flexible because, uh, post-pandemic or still pandemic i should say uh yeah. we just got to be flexible with each other um sometimes Spoons. people just need a day off so we'll do that uh other than that guys i'm gonna play our outro music and then we will be out of here here it comes you ready y'all y'all can listen to this ready you ready to listen to it john <gasps> yeah like we really want to hear it it's all in your head buddy it's all in your head it really you is that hasn't changed from 20 years ago. That's the same ground, so I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> 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 what? My dancing is not good enough for you? It's just way off. Oh, here you go. It's white oh, boy dancing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> now you're going to make it rain.